1: Hello and welcome to an all-new UFC on AfterBuzz TV. My name is Dario Varanado, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, as always, Mr. George Hermosa and Mr. Jay Tan, and with us a new guest on the panel. I hope, I wish he would join us every week. <laughs> <But>
2: <laughs> okay, I'll do that,
1: Mr. Herb D. Let's just get him a gig. Oh, I I think we could. I mean, he's definitely qualified. Uh, Not only a former fighter, but also a referee um, in MMA all over. But specifically speaking, he refed the event that happened this weekend in Broomfield, Colorado.
2: Yeah, it did. It was a great event, right? It
1: was a great event. It was like 24 Um, hours ago. It was like 24 hours ago. It was UFC Fight Night 60, Henderson versus Thatch, bringing UFC back to where it started in 1993. 21 years ago, we were in Colorado having UFC one.
3: We yeah. got it right in the same state, roughly the same altitude, more or less.
1: Does it feel historic when you go back there?
2: You know, yeah, it does. I mean, because I remember watching UFC one. I didn't, I wasn't there, mm-hmm. but um, one of my uh, training partners was in UFC one. I, I trained uh, with Frank Treyhill as kickboxing. Okay. And uh, I, I still didn't believe it was going to happen that first really? UFC one. Yeah, because I was um, in kickboxing. They were always changing the rules. You could kick inside the leg. One week mm-hmm. you couldn't do elbows. There was all. I was like, "There's no way." they're going to let these people do this. Right, yeah. And then somebody's tooth gets kicked out.
4: (laughs) When did you, uh,
2: real
3: quickly, you know, your your background, because I think a lot of people, you're probably one of the more recognizable faces and names in... Uh, in MMA, um, certainly especially officiating, but I don't think a lot of people know your background too much, how you got into
2: refereeing and also the fact that you've got a fight career as well. Well, yeah, I've always been involved in the sport. I've used to, i always done combat sports. Yeah, uh, I used to box a little bit. I uh, kickboxed. Uh, one of the guys from my kickboxing gym, uh, Zane Frazier, mm-hmm. was in UFC 1, so that's when that came up on the radar for us. started mm-hmm. trying to prepare for those types of events. Uh, I got linked up with a local wrestling coach who had a fight team, Larry Landless. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, Larry, we used to do little... Uh, we used to do the little slap fights. Remember slap boxing? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we'd have the slap fights, so Shamrock would bring their guys down. We'd have we'd be involved in the local ones around here. And, All right. You know, we'd host events. Sometimes I'd fight. Sometimes I'd help, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, Was this one, in the 90s, roughly? Yeah, in the 90s. Okay. Yeah, then one thing led uh, to another, and uh, Larry was referencing King of the Cage. I'd go out there to help him out because mm-hmm. was on the Union Reservation. We'd have the commission then, so I would do right. the inspecting. And then I started refereeing, and the rest is... Hmm. Yeah, so I would I would fight every now and then. I wasn't that fierce of competitor. wasn't somebody. It was something I like doing martial arts, and then every now and then, maybe once a year or something like, oh, you know, I should probably have a fight. <laughs>
5: do, you remember, do you remember your first refereeing gig?
2: Yeah, King of the Cage. I don't remember the exact one, but it was at King of the Cage. Was it the Saboba Casino? Oh, definitely San, <laughs> San, San Joaquin.
4: Not uh, far, San roughly Hun,
2: uh, San, San. Uh huh? Yeah. T- Forest Griffin versus Steve Sayan you know, I don't know that,
5: but Churches I know that I did. Tapology so yeah. <laughs> is, <laughs> the, the is wrong because it says King of the Cage 20 uh-huh. December 15, 2002 Forrest Griffin versus Steve no, I was refereeing before that. Well, you're wrong. Tapology to
1: is wrong. Send them an email <laughs> straight from
2: Herb really Dean wrong. that it's wrong. I don't want to because then they're going to ask <laughs> me to correct it and I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just leave it alone.
1: Either way, it was definitely a long time ago. You've been refereeing right. for quite some time now and I mean, I think a lot of people in this sport look at you as one of the best referees. I mean, you're a veteran at it. You've been around for so long, and a lot of these fans recognize you from the UFC. Um, do you have a favorite match in mind that you that you ref? You know, I,
2: I really, I, I I get asked that question a lot, and I honestly don't have a favorite match. There's been so many mm-hmm. awesome events, and that's the one thing about our sport is like this just. Every time you think you've seen it all, you see something else. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and uh, you yeah. can say that again this week. Yeah. but that's uh, later on in the show. Well,
1: uh, <laughs> we're going to get back to all the Herb Dean information mm-hmm. because I personally love learning about the sport and learning about uh, you know the mind of the people that are behind it, like referees especially. But first, let's talk about this card, and yeah. we're going to dive you into oh, it because you were there.
4: You? It's not. It's not all about
1: you. Next week.
3: Next week. Next oh, week. Oh, it actually, yeah. is, it actually is all about <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. When, when you won't be here, it'll be all
2: about you. When okay. All right. Okay. That makes me feel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're gonna start from the bottom of the card uh, with James Moonwalker Moonstrassi. Uh, he defeated Jake the Fist Fister. Uh, Moonwalker won oh, be the Fister. The Fister.
5: Right one. On. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm sitting on a panel with three boys and I or men, and I thought that wasn't. That's one, to one of the upcoming yeah. uh, silly uh, me. Of <laughs>
3: the upcoming. Arch, <laughs> arch rivals and the nemesis in the Flash series as, uh,
1: versus Fister
3: <laughs> the Fister yeah I'm sure Carlos will find somebody and name them the anyway, Fister anyway
1: uh, James Moonwalker uh, won via Rear Naked Choke in round 2 he's a local guy um, we, we mm-hmm. know him me and Jay and I uh, so congratulations to you James um, it was his second fight in the UFC at uh, 155 next we have Zach Funside Mikowski defeating Tim Elliott uh, Mikowski won via unanimous decision Uh, Next on the card, we have Chaz the Scrapper. Skelly uh, defeated Jim the Beast Allers. Skelly uh, threw an illegal knee there at the end. I don't know if it necessarily affected the decision. Either way, Skelly won via TKO. Yeah, right two. at the
3: very end, the referee called it, uh, called for TKO at did you uh, see that four one? minutes fifty-nine. No, I did see that. Yeah. yeah. What did you
1: think about the knee? Did you think it was after the fact and it was going to get stopped? Well, I, anyway? I think
2: well, the referee did say that he was he had moved in to stop it before the knee hit. <laughs> right. Uh, it was at the and and I believe it was incidental. I don't believe that um, I don't think that he was targeting him as a downed opponent. Right. You know? yeah, great. I think that like when they did the. Fast, I mean, the knee was in motion,
3: so. yeah, yeah. Uh, allers, his body was dropping as
1: the knee yeah. went in to make contact, yeah, that's right? A, yeah. Just bad timing.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Efren Hecho in Mexico Escadero that is quite the name he defeated. <laughs> Made in
5: Mexico, right. in case you didn't know, what <laughs> is that, that what means. it means? Yeah, May- Hecho in Mexico,
1: mm-hmm. well, that's a good name. Uh, he defeated Rodrigo de Lima uh, via unanimous decision. Um, we were supposed to have another fight at 145. Nick Letts uh, versus, oh, God, Levan Makashvili. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that was canceled because Letts suffered from flu-like so, symptoms. Mm-hmm. This is the second time that Letts had a fight get canceled due to some sort of illness. Last Unlucky time it was him. his opponent, Charles Oliveira, and this time it was him. So
5: mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. Usually that happens um, just based on fact or, or previous times where maybe issues with making weight. And just Sometimes. kind of saying flu like symptoms. That's kind of a well, I I, I didn't make weight. Oh no no I'm going to say I had the flu. You know what I mean?
1: Maybe I don't know. I don't, what do you think about that? Do you think uh, people I, lie and kind of say they are feeling flu like symptoms because of a bad weight cut? Or I don't
2: think so. I think they because they usually uh, they, they usually send the doctor the to doc checks them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. if I mean, the fighter is trying to make weight, yeah. I mean that
3: that's yeah. kind of a, a rare moment. I would think of of someone trying to back out of a fight saying, I have flu-like symptoms, and the, the translation is, I couldn't make weight.
1: Right. I think
2: I, I think, I think. I mean, I don't know, but I just imagine, like, you know, over here, they got a lot of doctors floating around. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. If you, you know it's not like calling in sick to school. They send them, you know? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You've got to prove that you're sick. Yeah, they, yeah. they show up. Show up with a fever and, and sweats
2: mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, and
1: they're usually pretty good about being honest yeah. about that kind of stuff.
2: But, you know, that's, I, that's just me just because I don't, I'm not there. I don't, yeah. I don't do I don't even go to the weigh-ins anymore. I used to okay. go, but yeah, no, yeah.
1: You, know. you just show up when it's game time. Yeah, show up, and
2: do my thing. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um,
1: next, we have uh, Ray the. I really like this name, the Taz Mexican Devil. Mm-hmm. Like Tasmanian Devil, mm-hmm. Borg. Yep. Uh, he defeated Chris the Greek Assassin Calades. Uh mm-hmm. This was probably my favorite fight of the night, uh, if not my second favorite to the main event. This Ray Borg won via Kamora in round three. But his yeah. nickname should be the Psy. The side, why? Raid the
3: sideboard.
5: Uh-huh. Come
1: on,
3: come on. I didn't, didn't, see, that I didn't yeah. see that one coming. I co-signed on that. That's that a good size. one. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, and he won a performance bonus for his for his efforts there. It was a sweet uh, Kimura in round oh three. oh God,
1: his takedowns were beautiful, and his his top pressure, uh, his jitsu was phenomenal. His mm-hmm. wrestling was really good as well. Um, just the top pressure that he kept on uh, Chris the entire fight mm-hmm. was really impressive. Yeah. Did you like that fight?
2: Oh yeah, that Kimura was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Next, we have Kevin Motown Phenom Lee defeating Michelle Pizaris. Uh, Lee, definitely the younger and quicker fighter on this card. Uh, there was quite a big age difference. I think <clears throat> Kevin Lee was 23, and mm-hmm. Michelle was somewhere in his late 30s. I'm not sure exactly what the age difference was, but Kevin Lee won via uh, unanimous decision and as he well. He looked
3: very good. He controlled he that match. He so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I think Michelle was having... Maybe a little bit of cardio problems compared to Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee looked mm-hmm. fresher coming into the the second round than um, than yeah. Michelle did. But
2: it, it didn't seem like it was. I think it was due to the control. I think that uh, mm-hmm. for there was moments where Lee would, I mean, where what uh, was together, as, uh, Michelle, Kevin and what, Lee and Michelle, where Michelle address. would uh, take um take a, a lead, but he expended some energy. He was making yeah. some very explosive moves, right? To get uh, some ground, and then Lee would, he wouldn't he would really engage or get flustered when he get he just go right back to the plan and start controlling it. Mm-hmm. And, Stay
1: calm and control yeah. the
2: fight.
3: Yeah. Well, I was wondering that uh, between this and the, another match, um, I'm not quite sure what, may, maybe it was the next one or talk about Kelly versus Walsh, but it seemed like um, these guys coming from, well, uh, Prezeris presumably coming from Brazil, um, I don't know that, I mean, I, I don't know exactly where he was training, what city, so I, I wonder whether he had the elevation uh, similar to to Broomfield such that he could get used to it. Where It's one thing if you're coming from another part of the U.S. to Colorado or Albuquerque and having to get used to the uh, the elevation, but come from Brazil.
1: A different country. Yeah, right, a mm-hmm. different
3: country. You've got longer travel time, so, and there's jet lag. There's a lot more to get over. And then on top of that, you've got this elevation. Elevation, excuse me. Right. So I wonder if that possibly uh, played a role in it. That that might have been. I a I think factor it very well could have. I mean, fighters. possible.
1: Michelle prior to this fight was eighteen and one. Yeah. Uh, they said that he was in. He's a retired Brazilian law enforcement officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they gave credit to that for his like tough grit that he had in the yeah. cage, which no, he, he definitely was tough. As looked nails. like little mini yeah. Hulk.
2: In yeah, there. he was a beast. I mean, when he took his back, there was a threat, man. Yeah. I mean, he took his back really mm-hmm. smooth, and yeah, he definitely it was a. Uh, Mm-hmm. Definitely a threat.
1: He definitely had uh, explosive strength and power, you could see, over Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee kind of seemed like, the calm, like you said, calmer, more composed fighter. Um, kind of just felt it out and played it out with his long reach and used his jab and his stand-up more. Yeah,
3: yeah. Prezeros really did seem to, to gas out, especially in the third. There just wasn't anything left. And yeah. By that point, Kevin was in, uh, not quite cruise control, but in, in control of... The match, and it's not like he was forced to, to really put on the pressure, you know, to come from behind. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a decent one. Kevin Lee definitely is going to be somebody to watch for in the next to say next six months. I agree. He he's super young, so
1: he has plenty of time to do so.
3: I want to hear your thoughts on the next match.
5: Oh,
1: do, do you want to hear my thoughts? Because <laughs> you didn't hear it enough when we just watched it. Uh-uh. Okay. I want
0: everybody to hear. Well, the
1: next match, cardio <laughs> definitely played a factor. Uh, it was Dan Kelly uh, defeated Patrick Walsh. Uh, these guys are the 185ers. Um, he defeated him via unanimous decision. That was, um,
3: yeah, th- this was not the most exciting match. Um, slugfest to to the biggest guys on the uh, on the card, obviously, um, standing and and trading. Well, you,
1: yeah, you have a high level judo pra- practitioner versus mm-hmm. a high level wrestler, mm-hmm. and they decided to, like Herb, Herb said earlier, they decided to stand and box. Right. And it wasn't exactly. Uh, what we were expecting to see, I thought. You know, you got a judo versus wrestler. Sometimes they cancel each other out, so they do try to stand. That's
3: and kind of what I figured. Their yeah, counterpoint, yeah,
1: yeah. but I would have rather them uh, played the cage a little bit and you know use that judo and wrestling because that's clearly where their skills yeah. lied.
3: Both guys came in looking like they could uh, could probably with some proper dieting make 170 and maybe be stronger for it. I mean, both guys had. Uh, had a little bit around the midsection there. You yeah, know? definitely. You are a lot nicer here on the panel than you were in the trailer. You were watching
5: <laughs> You're calling
1: me out, George? Well, I'm just saying. No, Patrick Walsh. She uh,
2: called me out, too, because she said, like Herb said. I was <laughs> trying to say <laughs> about the whole thing. I was like, see, I'm going to see if I can just. <laughs> I, will, I can say that I was looking forward to seeing some good judo in, in the UFC. It's always nice right. get to see mm-hmm. some good throws. So I, I didn't get to see any throws. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I, did, I mean, John Walsh, what, I mean, Patrick Walsh was, um throwing wild, crazy punches. They were almost coming from his waist. He was keeping his hands down, his guard low. Kind of trying to throw those overhand rights and maybe look for a takedown, but he never got the takedown. And then uh, Dan Kelly was... Strictly counter punching in rounds one and two. In in round three he started to attack a little bit more, but mostly counter punching off of rounds one and round two.
3: Yeah. This was not a fight of the night candidate. No, the crowd was means. booing
1: the mm-hmm. like the entire second and third round, and while they were announcing the winner, they were booing as well. So I
2: give Kelly credit for staying composed because I think at first those uh the hooks that he was coming in I mean it's it's gotta be hard when somebody's just walking right at you with no respect, throwing big hooks. Right. And uh, you know he stuck to the plan and uh, you know it paid off for him.
1: He definitely stayed more composed and just counterstruck to mm-hmm. Patrick Walsh's wild, wild, crazy punches. Uh, next, we had a really good fight. We had Neil Magny defeated Kichi Kunimoto. Magny uh, is on a six-fight win streak now. Mm-hmm. He won via rear-naked choke in round three.
3: Yeah, he's kind of one of the up-and-coming darlings, it seems. Uh, been around for, for certainly long enough, but had a great 2014. It was somebody we talked about as... Uh, Possibly being, you know, fighter of the year last year. Or I think actually maybe it was, uh it was one of our, uh, our our viewers, maybe our, our guy Joe Bozeman, I think. Somebody mentioned Neil Magny, and it was very valid. Someone uh, threw his I'm name I'm not home. sure if it was Joe or not, but uh, anyway, he, you know, he had a great year and continues it, and it's nice to see him, to see that happen uh, and to see him continue, um, you know, that interesting streak. And uh, we'll see if
2: he stays as busy. It sounded like he wants and it's to. It's not Lucia. just luck. Um, you know, if you look at uh, mm-hmm. uh, the way... Uh, he's definitely a much better fighter you know Mm -hmm. he had a lot of talent was a a tough fighter to begin with he showed a lot of talent but like you can see that he's constantly improving himself he's
1: Mm -hmm. grown inside the octagon Mm -hmm. over the years yeah Um,
3: similar trajectory as cowboy from last year cowboy Cerrone yeah
1: absolutely over the past couple years really Mm -hmm. I mean he's developed into such a great fighter did we see him last weekend I think we talked to cowboy Cerrone last weekend didn't we (laughs) George didn't you have an interview with Donald Cerrone last weekend yeah
5: it's on YouTube Look it up, Donald Roni, After Buzz TV It is, is out there thoughts. It's out there guys Just stuff And
1: it's very interesting yeah. and, he's a,
3: and he's a double fister
1: And he's a double fister He's holding two Budweiser's While giving the interview So it's very entertaining
3: Yeah, yeah. As opposed to a Jake fister He's a double fister
1: <laughs> Cody See how fister.
3: Bring it back to bacon <laughs>
5: oh.
1: Cody,
3: Cody fister <laughs>
1: Oh my lanta
5: Cody? Cody fister Okay Yeah It, well, it, as it to the him joke. either Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Him too In round
1: three Magnet Max Holloway Some awesome combinations Uh, he ended up getting Kunimoto's back and finishing him.
3: Yeah, the first round was, uh, I I felt pretty even. You know, it seemed like there was a lot of uh, feeling out between him. Magni was good. It was a lot of clinch work. Magni was effective with his knees. Uh, in the second round, you know, more clinching. Um, Kunimoto got a takedown, but Magni was able to escape. Um, through, there was this one moment I remember watching live and, and noting a couple people later on talking about it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. everyone was echoing the same sentiment when he uh, pushes uh, Kunamono up against the cage and starts letting uh letting fist fly and it looks like he was gonna finish him it, yeah it was really and then suddenly like inadvertently slipped on a banana peel just kind of <laughs> whoop, goes backwards you know and it was kind of like what the hell was that you know yeah. I just, oh like 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 Barney Fife grabs victory from defeat from the jaws of victory as it were and um You know, thankfully, like Magny still got a takedown, and you know was working, uh, uh, dropping pretty pretty heavy ground and pounds on the end. He definitely won the second. Yeah,
1: I um, only find those moments unfortunate when the the wrong person wins. But in this case, yeah, Magny still in this case, yeah, he he was able
3: to come back and get the rear naked choke and uh, uh, early in the third, as it was. was. Um, Yeah, good for him. Uh, we had. What well, did really, you think about that? Actually, I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, that's uh, one of your one of your yeah, matches. Yeah, I did there. referee that
2: match. Uh, yeah. What well, was
3: that slip? Talk about you. Well, he, he told about
2: it. He uh, he went to throw a knee, I believe, right, and and uh, slipped. You know, sometimes okay. I guess he he wanted to really land hard. Oh. So you know, yeah, <laughs> he went to throw a knee. He's like, man, I can't believe that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a that man. That was a really impressive.
1: How was the energy inside of that?
2: Oh match? no, he was coming after him, and uh, yeah. I mean, they it was a hard fought fight, and you know, fight, and uh, and yeah, and you know, he hung in there to the end, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, he got the choke and had the tap.
3: What's your take on him as uh, his potential for 2015? I mean, he's he's knocking on the door of the the bottom half of the top fifteen. I, w- I would think in the next one or two matches, probably the next one. I, I would think he'd probably get a, a lower top fifteen guy. Well, it does
2: make sense, you know. Yeah, and I think um, I, be- I don't know. Uh, I, I you know I don't know how those things happen, how they make those decisions. Right. But I think he did. Hey, I know that he he. I heard him saying he wants a top ten fight. Mm-hmm.
1: So
3: yeah, he's. Uh, I believe he uh, trains. Got to look at my notes, but um, see with the lab in Arizona. Not sure. Uh, no, I take that back. Wasn't um, oh, who's was in this corner? Uh, Nate Marquardt. I take that back. That would be uh, Quest? that's local. No, Denver uh, area. I want to say Grudge. I can't believe that's what it is. Yeah, I, I know. I remember seeing uh, um, Marquardt in in his corner, so mm-hmm. I know it was at least in the local area. But um,
1: so he definitely didn't have to adjust it. Yeah, location. I mean, certainly
3: he's got. Decent training partners to take him that far. I just, uh, I'm curious to see how far, uh, how far he can go. It's kind of a name that's under the radar for a lot of casual fans, but you know, as um,
1: he has a very interesting build for a 170 pound mm-hmm. guy. He's very tall, like you said. I think he's mm-hmm. like 6'2", 6'3". 6'3". He was yeah. listed
3: as good, long reach, really yeah, like long 80 reach, eighty inch reach, yeah. uh, wingspan. Yeah, um, yeah, there's
2: a lot of those guys out there, 170 over 6'2". Huh? Mm-hmm. two. Starting to be more and more of them. Yeah, right. I mean,
1: It's interesting to see because, I mean, 170, you're definitely a big guy, but you're either tall and and lean and thin. Yeah. Or you're short and, you know, more muscular and.
5: Yeah, muscular. Yeah. 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 Packed
1: with, you know, power. The guy
5: in the main event, Brandon Thatch, he's 6'2.
1: Parfait. And he fought at 170.
5: So, I mean, he's a big 170, but still. He's
1: definitely a big 170. If he can make
5: it, then why not, you know? Absolutely. If he can make it healthier. You yeah. know, been in a healthy See, way. See,
1: I've always felt
3: like that was the thing in terms of if, if you had to make a broad generalization about um, what's the best physique for MMA or what lends itself the be- right. best, you know, there's been the age-old conversations about what discipline was best for a sport like this, you know, largely what the sport was all based on. Um, and one of the popular uh, popular uh, arguments is that wrestling is the best base for it if you're a wrestler and you can control your body control somebody else's body on the mm-hmm. ground you then you can go and learn submissions and you can learn uh striking you mm-hmm. put that all together but wrestling is the best is the base core, right? yeah i've had a lot of conversations or debates about what is the best body type that fits in there and i really think you know we'll uh, we'll talk about anderson but you know the taller lanky guys like the john jones um phil davis i right. still you know still believe these taller lanky guys that still do have, you know, muscle, maybe not packed, yoked out, jacked up muscles, but um, that kind of, uh, I'm going to call it cardio muscles, for lack of a better phrase, you right. know, that where you can get a, a really strong grip, um, those seem to lend themselves a lot to MMA because you have the reach, you know. Um, well, I think but it- you can also use that in, in jiu jitsu as well, you know, in your yeah, battlefield. also
2: if you, if there's a, there's a lot of uh, games that it, that it lends itself towards. Yeah. I think because of the reach, but then there's also the ability in fight because our sport, there is elbows and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I think the, one of the biggest things that people are kind of undervaluing is the fact of the leverage. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, the smaller, compact guys have a lot of strength. But you know, to turn somebody with leverage and to yeah. get to pick up, when you are able to have a bigger turn, yeah. that that makes a big difference. Uh, or even because uh, it's easier like, to yeah, turn. up, Yeah, right? you can turn someone like you know, somebody's really strong. They turn. I have this much more leverage. Yeah. So I can go further. Uh, right. You can turn me. But when I turn you, yeah. if I'm taller than you, you have
1: those longer legs. Yeah. You have More spring. Or yeah. You, more you're balanced. gonna.
2: It's gonna take you out. Also, even something like Tito. Most of his takedowns were get a body lock, drop mm-hmm. a little bit, pick the guy up. He's about this. He's taller than most of them. he get him up just a little bit. Yeah. The ability to do that is huge.
4: Yeah.
1: That's true. And then you have the smaller guys that have the, you know, usually the better sense of gravity. And you know what I mean? You, usually, typically your big wrestlers are the shorter, stockier guys. But I think... Uh, MMA, we've seen it evolve so much, and I think it's going to continue to evolve. And you know, we're going to look at fighters, and you know, twenty years from now, and they're all going to look different than they do today. Hmm. But I think we're starting to see in in the modern era of MMA, I think we are seeing a lot of our top fifteen guys being the longer guys because yeah. if they can utilize the reach advantage that they have Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it it really is that it's an
2: advantage yeah after I just said all that about the advantage our current champion is one of the shorter guys and then uh, (laughs) last night was the night of the shorter guys I (laughs) think as we get further on yeah there's that argument as well but that is but I I do uh, think that if guys once they um, Mm
4: -hmm.
2: once they learn how to once they learn how to uh, develop all that full game all the different yeah because it's almost like like John Jones he seems like he shows a different styles. He has different games that he plays. Mm -hmm. It's not just one game. And once they get all the games that that body type can play.
4: Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. I know that when I was wrestling in high school uh, they would, we would drill legs You know, being on on top position, slipping your leg in from behind. It's kind of like having hooks, you know, in uh, in jiu-jitsu, slipping your leg in. And I could never do that because my legs are so (laughs) damn short. (laughs) I was like, I want to do this, but, ah, shit, that's going to screw me. Yeah. You know, and I'd get pinned. Long limbs on the ground are definitely
1: definitely an advantage. Um, Mm -hmm. Speaking of long limbs, we have Max Holloway defeating Cole Miller. Yeah. These two guys are... Very tall and very lanky, just like we were talking about. Tall Cole drinks Miller. of water there. Yeah, Cole Miller with the with the height and reach advantage there.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I I have bad bleeding by Miller at the bottom, but I have bad blood with Miller. He stole my boxing gloves.
4: talk your the still camera, on that.
1: He stole my first pair of boxing gloves. Oh, Jesus, I was training <laughs> at Coconut Creek American Top Team. They were my first pair of gloves. They were Everlast. They were from like Dick's Sporting Goods. I'll they buy you a pair. I have a new pair, but I'm not over this. And they had my name written in them. And I come to the gym, and I'm like, oh, my God, I left my gloves here. Assuming they'd be in Lost and Found, because who would steal my Everlast gloves? You know, they have... It's Cole Miller, apparently. They the fancy Hayabusa ones, and, you know, I never thought they'd be gone. So I'm like, where are my gloves? And this, he's a fighter, he's a friend of mine, Blake Bowman, comes up to me and goes... Cole Miller stole your gloves. And I was like, (laughs) can I have them back? He's like, no, he's not going to give them back. And I'm like, okay. Now, I don't know if it was Cole or Micah, but I'm pretty sure it was Cole. But it was one of the Miller brothers. They stole my gloves.
2: You never got them back?
1: Never got them back. But I have a pretty pair of white ones now. My so there you go. Ones. Yeah, that's okay. We're I'm fine. I'm over Still,
5: it. You know, you're, apparently you're not over it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <Probably> not. <laughs> so you know, are, you might have so, been able so to get him back in Colorado. At least, night. are you happy that he lost
2: then?
1: No, I would have loved
2: to see. It's experience. karma saying Cole Miller stole your gloves, so let's have him lose. No, no, no because those gloves would have helped him to that victory. She exactly. Claimed, she could My have gloves have a magic bit of, in uh, them. Uh, mm. A little share of
3: that. Were they four ounces, or were
1: they kickboxing gloves? No, they were like sixteen ounce gloves. Okay,
3: yeah. All right. Well, they wouldn't have held him in this match.
1: No, <laughs> he, but in his training, they could have given him that magic special. Excuse
2: me. You
1: know, after buzz rub that we give yeah. everybody before they uh, before they went. Yeah, they had they your here. sweat
2: in
3: there.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And my yeah. name. Um,
3: Holloway looked good in this match. He did. Um, there was a lot of movement in the first round. Both guys were moving around a lot. It seemed like they were uh kind of measuring themselves out, um you know, looking for the openings. Um bit of a clinch. Um Miller swept uh, uh swept Holloway uh, and and was threatening with a leg bar, a knee bar or a leg bar. With the the, knee w- bar. Knee bar, a knee you. bar. Knee bar. thank Uh at at the uh end of the match, at uh, the end of the first he round
1: rather.
2: was into to a, a heel hook. Yeah, yeah. It was
1: um, beautiful. Cole mm-hmm. Miller is such an unorthodox fighter in every way. I mean, he, his back was up against the cage and he jumped guard. Mm-hmm. He didn't follow through with it. He backed out because he re, uh, realized that Max Holloway wasn't going to play that game. But he jumped guard from, you know, being his back against the cage. He jumped guard again in the third round.
2: Yeah. Um, and Then with that setup with the knee bar, he was, was that a scissor sweep? Scissor yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's just it's so. So not scissor sweep, unorthodox. but like a scissor takedown. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He took yeah. him right on
1: top of him. Mm-hmm. His, well, he does have a great uh, jiu jitsu game off of his back, so he was mm-hmm. definitely confident in that position.
2: Yeah. But
3: to Holloway's credit, um, I give him the the second and uh, i think the third as well um you know in the third he dropped miller uh it seemed like he was working the body a lot um and and miller couldn't quite uh, um couldn't quite get into his range there you know to to keep up with uh, with holloway's pace of striking uh, there was a, a headbutt in the second and i believe maybe a second second one in the second as well kind of accidental off of a uh, flying knee hollow, i mean the first one
5: seemed incidental the second one just kind of like it just kind of seemed like he was just complaining just to complain like he felt something and he probably automatically thought i was a headbutt just because i had before like instinctively.
2: Pearl, what did you say well i'm gonna say it was a clash of heads and uh, if i'm not the one feeling it um that I don't really know how much it felt. So <laughs> yeah. Good answer. You know, it, doesn't, it doesn't really. I've seen punches that don't look like very much knock someone out. Like um, what was that? How'd that put him out? So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I I thought the 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 first one it was a headbutt, but it it was obviously incidental. It wasn't mm-hmm. intentional. Um, so they gave him a minute there to kind of regroup himself and mm-hmm. get, uh, make sure his cut wasn't gonna you know profus- profusely bleed into his eye. It seemed fine, and then the second headbutt. It kind of seemed like his head just skimmed his head. It wasn't like a mm-hmm. head butt.
2: Yeah, was of well, like Yeah, neither of them, the yeah, neither them were. Yeah, yeah. Like neither of them were butts. They were clashes. And right. I mean, We have a sport where head control is one of the biggest things when you're inside fighting. Absolutely. That's about the first thing you have to do is get your head in a position where you can control the other fighter. So guys' heads are going to clash and move around. The first headbutt didn't seem like it was that hard of a of a clash, but you know what? It cut him, and it was a it right. was a good cut. And you know, mm-hmm. it, something can be just right. And and right there, especially along the brow, it's yeah. easy to make a cut right there, especially with the head or the elbows.
4: And yeah, it did seem to open true. up
2: after the, the
3: flying knee and, and the clash of heads. It was really it bothering Miller. You
1: could see he was playing with it all through right. rounds, uh, right. two and three. It was bleeding well into his eyeball. Yeah. Now We talked about um, after
3: the first uh, the first head, but where it did, uh, the clash of heads, the cut did open up. Um I guess we it was a little bit of surprise amongst us that the referee didn't bring in the doctor to to take a look or at least a, a cut man to to tend to it, and you were speaking about that. you felt that because it was accidental that there wasn't
2: well here's a, the deal what, what, what I was saying was that um is he that is a um that's in his prerogative to do it. I think that um you know the those but our sport is a new sport mm. so um, I think what you 're going to see in the next couple of years is a lot of the mechanics. We're going to start reviewing a lot of the mechanics and make um, making them um, tightening them up more, mm-hmm. and uh, so like take away some of the product, uh, prerogative. It'll be some more shells in there. Uh, definitely, he would not bring in the cut man mm-hmm. because uh, we're not allowed to do any that. The cut man can only come into the fight during the break time. Okay, he cannot come in during the timeout and, mm-hmm. and assist the fighter. But the doctor could have came in and take a look at it. At the same time, it wasn't a it wasn't a cut. Like if it was a cut that had happened from a punch from a fair blow, it's mm-hmm. not something that the referee would have, you know, brought the doctor in on. But since it was a foul, it, that may,
4: mm-hmm.
2: you could make an argument for that mechanic. But, um, you know, the, the doctor's there to give us advice on a cut. So mm-hmm. you see a cut that's like, you know what, I'm not sure about this because of the placement or the depth or whatnot, right. then you're going to bring in somebody who knows a little more than you to give you some advice on it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But you said it, it didn't look. Uh, I think you used diamond shaped. Or- yeah, it
2: was it was a straight cut, and it was it was right there at the brow. It didn't go inside of his lash, or I mean, inside mm-hmm. of his eyelid, or anything like that. So I, you know, I, I could see that it wasn't a cut that. So because it wasn't threatening to the fighter's eyesight in the re- in
3: that referee's eyes, pardon right. the pun, you felt like that was why he probably didn't. Well, be and in now the it's doctor. his
2: prerogative uh, at uh-huh. this point. Um, you know, who knows that that may change in the future. I think people mm-hmm. have talked about that. That may be something that the referee shall do. But at this right. point, it's his prerogative to do that.
5: Okay, right, got it. I see. Big ups to Max Holloway, too, on a five-fight winning streak. He lost yeah. he lost against our favorite uh, McGregor six fights ago, and he's on a mm-hmm. five-fight winning streak. And now they already announced him against uh, Cub Swanson in about two months. Yep. Yeah. That That'll should be, be fun. Should SoCal's on, yeah. favorite fighter.
3: Uh,
1: one of the commentators, I don't know if it was <coughs> Joe Rogan or John Annick he was saying that... Uh, Definitely
3: wasn't Joe Rogan. No. Since he had the night off. Mm-hmm. He had the
1: night off. Well, <laughs> might have been, been, might been, been Dan Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, he was saying Max Holloway it looked like he was playing a video game because his combinations were so mm. beautiful. Yeah. Just the way he was he was mixing his punch combinations with his kick combinations. Mm-hmm. It really looked beautiful.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so many exciting matchups developing. So, which weight class do you think is the most exciting right now? Ooh.
1: 55.
2: <laughs> okay. What do you think,
1: George?
5: Uh, 145, it's pretty. It was looking good with McGregor. Is good too. 55 is always fun.
2: It's 55, 45's got the, uh, the Irish accent. That's,
3: yeah. That's <laughs> Come on. The,
5: the
2: entire
3: f- division f- has <laughs> the Irish <laughs> accent. <laughs> ah,
2: yeah. oh, work for Lucky Charms. I'll just go up
3: on a hop about bot and talk about it like this, too. I mean, yeah. min- oh, middleweight shaping up
5: with Jacare and Ewell Romero. Yeah. Light heavyweight's always fun, but Jon Jones is cleaning out that division. I mean... No, but,
2: but, I, but Rumble's in there now. They, no, I was
5: going to say, way. I think mm-hmm. the best thing... To happen to UFC is for rumble winning. Yeah, anything that would change up the whole yeah. aspect of, of a division, it's it's always fun. Absolutely, that's great. why about a year ago I was good that Hendricks won. Well, um, that's
1: what made the 145 pound division Man. so interesting that Connor came into the mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 155 is interesting because even so, let's run, say you know? Aldo
5: beats McGregor, it's like oh now what? You know, it's like <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, you know. I was going to say, <laughs> no, I, guess, well, sorry, I
2: think even if he does, I think it's still I would still be excited. Well, because it's soon for him to have that match, but whether he does or not. I'm still excited to see him fight the other guys he hasn't. There's a couple of other exciting fights from there. Hmm. Yeah, who else? Who would be next? Frankie. Yeah, uh, that's exciting. That, I, I do that
1: like that. That would be an amazing as fight. A,
4: as
3: a hypothetical
5: I mean, it's happened before. I mean, I thought. He the Winston,
2: right? He hasn't I fought Cubs Winston yet? Fought he fought it in WEC. WEC, WEC okay, yeah.
5: that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he fought Edgar. I thought that was a phenomenal fight. I thought Edgar. Edgar coming up. Yeah, yeah, but then again, Edgar's the guy fun. that Aldo already beat, like, twice already. In right. terms of
2: title no, contention... No, okay, I'm talking about McGregor hasn't fought.
5: Oh, oh McGregor, McGregor, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, If McGregor... That's why if McGregor wins, if uh, Johnson wins... mm mm-hmm. That's probably would be the night best thing.
2: Uh, even if McGregor, like
1: he said, McGregor loses, we have yeah, all these top five guys that haven't fought McGregor yet, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you build him back up to a rematch.
2: Because I'm not when always McGregor. McGregor. McGregor Frank I'm one of those people. I, I can get excited about a fight that is not the title fight. You know? sure. just for yeah. the style matchups and just for you know. So Agreed. there's a lot of exciting. Absolutely. But I, mean,
3: I think oh. in terms of title contention right now, I lightweight, uh, lightweight, and uh, and even actually uh, welterweight is most fascinating to me in terms of the dynamics of different potential title shots. Now, um, Featherweight and 205, um, those stories are who's going to be the guy to knock off the champion that's been reigning for so long. And, you know, by default, kind of the same story uh, for the women's uh, uh, Bantamweight title. But the problem is that there's not really a contender, I don't think, that no one's really... We've got Katzengah who's going to challenge. But then after that we're kind of going who's next after you that a, you know, you,
1: but I, you have a build up process that's going on right now okay. they're building up Holly yeah. Home. they're building up um, oh, that's, that's it really that's it. Yeah. exactly the point they, yeah. they have Holly Home coming which might put a little stir in the mix if she mm-hmm. can reign with you know the, the top ten girls and then eventually get to Rhonda um Katzengano, I'm telling you guys, I say this every time Ronda fights somebody, like you said, but it's true. She keeps fighting the next best person. Right, so I'm not right. just saying, oh, this one's mm. the best, because I'm um, you know, I'm just saying that. It's actually point. true. Yeah. Yeah. Up to this you point. Didn't,
2: you didn't mention Betch in the build-up?
1: Betch-Cohay, yeah, of course. True. Um, she's probably, she's before Holly Holm to get that title shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she would be after Katzengano. If Katzengano loses to Ronda Rousey, give her a Bet. I mean, right. Misha Tate wants Betch-Cohay. I don't know if you give her to that, Misha first. Or...
3: I think we were going to see more uh, more mix and matching and chess pieces moving in the other divisions than in Ronda's division. And, I think and Ronda's Ronda going to be for loses. Yeah, R- the story of that division is going to be the same for a while. I don't think mm-hmm. that Ronda's going to lose. That right. would be my early prediction. Whereas McGregor and Aldo,
5: that's I, mean, that's I think I think cute. Rumble
3: has a great chance. But
5: great, I learned yeah. learn after last fight never bet against John Jones.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's a guy that always pulls out, pulls through, and no matter what you know diversity we put him through.
3: But those two other divisions, closest... Uh, much, much closer title matches in terms of skill level and the potential for change than in Ronda's division. I
1: agree with the potential for change, yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. And that's what I think is to me, personally, makes them yeah the most exciting well, ones. Well, that's what
1: makes the strawweight division exciting for the women, because it's it's so newly established. Uh, the champion, Carla Esparza, hasn't even defended her title yet. Mm-hmm. So, I'm curious to see, is it going to be a bantamweight you know, mimic? Is it going to be one of those divisions mm-hmm. where... You know, no one's going to beat Carla. It's right. going to be you're going to give her girl after girl after girl, and she's going to knock their heads off. Or is it going to be one of those weight classes where everybody's so good yeah. and you can't keep a champion because kind of like know, the light
3: heavyweight before Jon Jones exactly, got it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: where there's constant moving pieces. So I think that's exciting in itself that it's new. You know what I mean? And there's so much change to happen in the next couple months with it. <laughs> I just
3: thought uh, And one for the for the sake of the promoters and having to sell the last names of fighters. I really hope Carla Esparza <laughs> wins for the sake of the promoters, because I don't know how, you, I mean... Joanna Zizinski or Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. i, I got to go back and practice her last name. Me too. Uh, but if Joanna, you know, dethrones Carla, then the casual fans are going to have a field date trying to learn nickname. that name. Yeah.
1: They can't call her JoJo, because well, so sure JoJo I'm, I'm called sure, her one. I'm sure
3: Dana White's
5: happy that John Jones is a champion.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> John Jones, Jose Aldo,
5: one seventy. I think should be exciting, especially if Benson Henderson stays at one seventy. Oh yeah, um, that's a good. Moving on to the main event, um, he looked good. Mm-hmm. He, he looked did. great. He looked great.
1: And he uh, looked smooth.
5: He <laughs> Look at that. Um, big ups to uh, Brandon Thatch too. I mean, he looked he looked uh, really good as well. And to have a guy against uh, Brandon, Benson Henderson, who is a top athlete in the lightweight division, former champion. um... Lost some you know razor thin matches in the in the. Did we talk time? about the fight yet? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it right, into right now. let's get into it. Right yeah. Yeah. Um, it yeah, m- either way, Brandon Thatch looked good. I mean, I thought he was somebody who definitely belonged with with a top caliber athlete like Benson Henderson. So I, I don't. Yeah. Thi- I hope something like Thatch doesn't go down just because he's not ranked or because oh, he I don't lost. think he know, will go. No, down, I don't no. think he'll
1: go down. Um, well, okay. First of all, Benson Henderson took this fight on two weeks' notice, uh, mm-hmm. replacing uh, Wonder Boy Thompson. And there was a third guy that was in this cage that can probably give us a great perspective of the fight. (laughs) Mr. Herb Dean, you were in the cage with these two uh, beasts. Could you see the size difference between Benson Henderson and Brandon Thatch?
2: Yes. um, I mean, you know, to be honest, I don't know what they both weighed at that time, because sometimes you can be surprised by those thick people. But um, he, when he walked in, he definitely was one of the biggest 170s I've seen. Wow. Brandon Brandon Thatch? Yeah, Brandon Thatch. He's He's definitely a big 170.
1: Going mm-hmm. against a guy that's, you know, used to fighting at 155.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely
5: was a... And you can tell the size difference, too. And especially that second round where he kept sweeping Benson. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. uh, Benson is way over himself. Yeah. Little did I know two rounds later, but, you know.
4: yeah. They
1: were like these little leg trips.
2: Yeah. And it was one of those rounds, like, you know, there's... Like, you, um, you could feel uh, those first uh, two rounds... You could definitely feel it. Well, for me, I felt the tension and I felt a danger. Like, yeah, in each of those techniques, could have been fight-ending techniques. They were coming after it. Um, you know, both of them did a great job. I thought it was a really exciting fight. Ben did a good job of looking at everything, seeing everything, and um,
4: yeah,
3: the story of this match to me very much was Henderson kind of sticking and moving the whole mm-hmm. time. And I mean, he'd be, he'd be in. He was working the body. And then get out as as he does, he moves around a lot. Um he was effective from the outside, circling around just as much as when he was in the center. To that end though. Um Thatch was always I, I felt he was always in it. He was always in the fight. Um he he took the fight to to Henderson as well, uh some decent kicks, a lot of uh uh headshots coming in, you know, with combos straight to the head. Um I had I gave Thatch the second round uh, specifically for those two sweeps, but uh, um, but you know but Henderson was was definitely in it in that second round. Uh, the first and the third, to me, were were pretty decisively Henderson. Mm-hmm. But again, Thatch, you know, did nothing to to embarrass her, himself or or deserve a losing round. You know, um, no. they were they were reasonably close to me. This was. Um, in, in the short 2015 that we've had so far, um, possibly one of my favorite matches in terms of closeness. That's For me, that's a great fight is one where it can go either way. Yeah, it We didn't see that with any of the other main events so far in you know in the UFC for this year. And it was a David and Goliath match. So yeah, that too. That yeah. Yeah. David held his own and took it to him. He yeah. did.
1: I mean, Benson Henderson went in there with the perfect game plan. He was the smaller guy, the quicker guy, a guy that has been known in the past to have some of the best cardio in the UFC, and he's in Colorado with such high elevation, and he plays the stick-and-move game. I mean, who can keep up with that? Not many guys. Brandon Thatch did an amazing job, like you said, of always being at the end of uh, Benson Henderson's reach. He has, I think he had a longer reach advantage, Mm -hmm. and he was kind of just always right there and playing a really good counter game, but Benson Henderson was just so smooth, no pun intended, (laughs) uh, uh, getting in and out and and really, you know, landing those shots. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, we talked about, you know, some of the uh, games that a fighter with his uh, build would play, and so we'll probably be looking for him to add some of that other stuff to his game. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. Talking about you know reach advantage and using your strengths to your ability.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I think if he ends up staying at 170, I think guys like Eric Silva, uh, maybe Wonder Boy, uh, maybe even Matt Brown, I think would be good matchups for Benson Henderson oh, just oh to see God. if uh, imagine that these
1: are fights that I've been waiting to see for years.
5: I wonder mean, if it, so not, I you can do it Never, never
1: think to see. E- even happen. when
5: he was champion, there was always kind of, not always, but more of a super fight with him and GSP more right. so than GSP and Silva when they were both the champions. Right. And those, yeah, th- that, that's something I wanted to George
3: see. George and and Henderson.
5: Yeah. Saint Pierre and Benson, not Did me, they, not, not me, but Benson Henderson uh, and. Right. And GSP. I know that it was
3: talked about. I didn't think it was that close, though. No, no, I'm
5: saying close. I'm saying like I think I thought that would have been a lot closer for that to happen than um, GSP okay. versus Silva. Right, because because of Benson wanting to move up to 170.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: I mean,
3: right. Well, um, you know, it's, it was a decent show that boy, had a lot of rounds. Um, I don't think this is going to go down as um, as one of the the top events of, of 2015. But uh, I think it's like a name value.
5: Yeah, I mean, I mean in terms of fault. name
1: value, I mean, it was definitely uh, a, you know performances delivered on this card, mm-hmm. but. For the casual MMA yeah. fan, I don't think they could appreciate it as much as we could because I agree. you yeah. know there but was that main a event
3: Definitely value. delivered.
1: Now, oh,
2: definitely. I, as far as insulting the fans like that, I I have no part of that insult. You guys appreciated that fight. You guys know good fights <laughs> <laughs> when you see them. You appreciate it just as much as I did.
5: <laughs> I mean, I appreciate good refing too. I mean. What, what <laughs> <laughs> probably way to do it. Probably one of the greatest, probably calls, and you probably get asked this all the time is Frank of Tim Sylvia. Um, mm-hmm.
2: I might have you, told this story before. Mm-hmm.
5: I mean, we, we, you can watch it on Fight Pass, UFC Fight Pass for nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I know I watch it all the time on Fight Pass, <laughs> but just the visual of it, it's kind of hard to Set watch. Up, but, but just knowing mm-hmm. that you, you you're is it cognizant? Is that a word? Yes, to, to, to see that. Like, how do you even see that? Like,
3: I, not to say
2: that it's any the wouldn't it, have
3: seen it, but
5: it I was, was in a good
2: position.
3: It was for the UFC heavyweight title. Uh, Mir mm-hmm. was it? No, Sylvia was defending against Frank Mir, correct? Mm-hmm. And Mir was on the uh, on his back and had Sylvia in an armbar. Sylvia was standing over him, and unfortunately, I can relate a lot because I had ended up having a very similar injury. Wow. Yeah, pins and needles in there, and so guys. Essentially, Tim Tim is like this, and Frank has got, you know, has got the arm bar. And Herb is right there and sees it. You see this little, you can watch this on the uh, on the clip. You see this pop happen right, right here, right? Yeah, well, what on happened is,
2: is he was de- he's, he's long-limbed, so Tim Sylvia does yeah. the right thing. He gets his elbow over the fulcrum of his hips. Right. And so that's the thing. But they're heavyweights, and they're for one, he has long limbs. And the other thing with Tim Sylvia is that, I uh, mean, with uh, Frank Mir, is he'll go and crank on something. And, yeah. and you can, if you pull hard enough, if you, uh there's, once somebody gets the elbow past, there is a certain way you can do uh an arm bar where usually it'll pop a tendon mm-hmm. here. You have to squeeze tight with your leg. There's a couple of ways to do it once someone does get it past that. Yeah. But I never thought I would see someone's oh. bones break, both of them, the radius and the ulna. Yep. Uh, right there. Pop, pop. Pop, Yeah. And uh,
3: yeah. oh. and it was a nasty thing. And he, so here's the punchline of the whole thing. Herb calls it, right, <laughs> and stops the match. Tim looks up at him. He's got this little <laughs> dent, outward dent in his arm going, what's going on? Why'd you stop the fight? We're fighting, <laughs> man. I'm ready to go. And I remember, I think I might have been at this fight, come to think of it, because I remember... It kind of flashing back to me going, ooh, like once I saw the uh, saw it on the on the big screen, I said, no, no, that's how, how does Tim want to fight again? I remember when this right. happened to me yeah. and I couldn't take a sip of water because my body had gone into shock and I didn't know what was going on. So how Tim is sitting there going, yeah, let's do it. What are you talking about?
2: Yeah, I asked him about Beyond that. Me. I asked him because uh, I saw him at the uh, around the uh, hotel casino mm-hmm. uh, later that evening after he come back from the hospital. And he, I said, well, did you know your arm was broken? He said, yeah, I knew it was broken. Oh well, well, what was your plan? You wanted to fight still. He goes, well, I knew I had a little bit of time before the pain totally crippled me, so I was going to knock him out with my <laughs> other hand.
4: <laughs> oh, my God. That
2: was literally what he said. I was what like, a liar. Wow. Like, okay, I know Chuck Norris gets this, you know, the tough award, but I think yeah. right then he was beating Chuck.
1: Oh, my gosh, that's insane.
2: That's, yeah, that's something.
1: Well, unfortunately, we have to wrap up here. They're kicking us out. Herb Dean, it was a pleasure having you on. I love hearing perspective of can referees you come and back? officials.
3: I feel like the feeling time
5: to yeah,
1: cool. yeah. We just, started we just, just give him, a him this a seat. I mean, you live it. Awesome. You live. Close. Yeah, Daria,
3: get out of here. Herb, go for it.
1: Yeah, he can take over. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather sit there and watch him talk. I'm just kidding. George, no, no. no. okay. get out of
3: here. You never <laughs> kick her out. I'm not coming hey, back. Jay, get here. out of here. <laughs> real quick Herb talk about uh, talk about Fight Academy talk about Ooh, your, uh, uh, your that's training right okay course. so yeah
2: don't cut us off okay May 29th 30th and 31st oh, I'm going to have a training course great so uh, I get to live a wonderful life um, I uh, I love my job I love my sport um, you could too
4: <laughs> nice <laughs> well May to go to
2: HerbDean.com um, I also have a gym, the Fight Academy, in Pasadena, and it is the best mixed martial arts training facility on this earth. Come over there, have a class. We have a lot of fun. It's a real family environment. I might
1: check it
2: out. Yeah. Well, Shout out to Savant, Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, and that's due to Savant. Savant makes everyone feel like their family. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> Every time I see him, I'm like, man, I gotta be
1: less. I gotta thank you. Selfish. <laughs> I don't know.
2: How do you do that? Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. We can follow you on Twitter or Instagram. Yep. Yeah, Herb Dean MMA. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, uh, Herb Dean UFC for, uh, Facebook. Hulu really
5: quickly, who you got?
2: Mirror or Bigfoot next week?
5: I got by, uh, mirror by, uh, via arm breakage, like I <laughs> did with, uh, uh, Sylvia and, uh, another one that he fought in Nagara that mm-hmm. you riffed.
2: Well, I don't know. I, 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 don't make predictions. I'm good for After Buzz because I like to talk about <laughs> things after, but as oh, an official, nice. I don't like to make yeah, predictions yeah. because, okay. you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Dana the same way. Prediction. Yeah. Are you having to work that event? No, I'm not going Okay, to. okay. gotcha. But um, they might have a rematch, so, you know, I'm mm-hmm. trying to keep it even. That's true. <laughs> fair point, fair point.
1: Where can we um, find you, Jay?
3: JTAN716, as usual, all over the internets, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, I'm going to go with uh, probably, I'm going to go with Bigfoot. Finishing uh, finishing Mirror, early uh, TKO, and happy birthday, Mags. You can follow
5: me at Ghermoza, G H E R M O Z E. Like I said, I got Frank Mirror via arm breakage. Um, because that's what he does
4: <laughs>
1: uh, you can find me at Daria the Jersey Devil Baranato oh, wait, here's
5: the $5 I owe you Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, what I'll did you guys that. bet on? I didn't bet anything. I just borrowed five bucks. <laughs> yeah, it was free. I didn't have any cash. I, I, I bought a... It's a taco thing. I bought a... Yeah. A taco thing. can a her at 28 By the way, really quickly, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. You won last week um, via knocking... Not, not knocking around, but failure to respond in the middle of the round, because then everybody's watching and thinking, oh, well, did she win? Did she lose? Did she win? Did she lose? But you won. You well, won do you last week. you <laughs> <movie laughs> even we talk can about that? You won. You beat the sister. Now.
3: I don't
4: know. The
3: March, 8th, You're gonna fight. March 8th, U of yes. MMA. In a couple of days, there will be the interview between George and Daria Up. Check that out, as well as a couple others we got from this weekend. Had some nice words from Donna Cerrone.
5: We uh, right. saw him last yeah, week. We talked that interview's it. up on... No, not the interview with her and me, but me and Donna Theron is up on uh, After Buzz TV. Check it out. <laughs>
3: and <laughs> March 8th, come buy tickets to uh, U of MMA. Right there, the sticker on uh, George's computer. Uh, U of MMA.com, <laughs> uh, buy tickets. Because I'll be fighting... Dario will be fighting. We have a stacked card. And uh come meet us in real life, please.
2: Yeah. Matter of fact, that's where I'll be hosting my uh, referee school yeah. at U of MMA. Oh. Yeah, because it's so awesome we actually get you in there doing the job.
0: <laughs>
4: awesome. See, See you guys can.
2: Now
0: we're done. <laughs> <laughs>